Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back, and thanks for joining us. You're tuned into the About Sparta podcast brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. You can catch us on Beyond Big Ten on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And more importantly, you can find me at Raymar Morgan 2 and Travis at Travis underscore Walton underscore 419 on all social medias. Trav, today we have a very, very special guest and a Michigan State legend among us. Now, legend. this man may not need an introduction to the basketball community, but since he's our big brother, God damn it, y'all gonna get this work. The go. Hey, just to give y'all some insight on what Big Bro has managed to accomplish during his time at Michigan State, he is the school's only three-time All-American, earned Big Ten Player of the Year twice, led the Spartans to an NCAA championship, and was named the Final Four Most Outstanding Player. And that's just to name a few. I mean, this man is more decorated than the late, great Colin Powell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome our big brother and our Spartan dog, Mateen Mo Cleves. Mo, thanks what's for joining that? us, baby. Oh, man, what's happening, hey, man? Hey, hey. Go ahead. Hey, man, just, 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 just tell, tell the people what you've been up to late. Oh, man, life is great. You know, um, working at United... Um, United Wholesale Mortgage right now with the number one overall lender in America. So yes, I'm super excited mm-hmm. about that. Um, part of a, um, you know, a group and a team and, you know, Matt Ishmael leading, leading us all doing a hell of a job doing it. Uh, I mean, just bought the Phoenix Suns and, you know, um, it's cool to be a kind of part of all of that. Um, so, hey, life is great, baby. Right now, I'm making every shot I take. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we already know life is good where you at, man. Now, 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 I know I'm a dog, Trav. I know he's excited to get to Word on Campus um, to start asking Big Bro some questions we all want to know. But just like that, 88 colors in December. Hey, we gotta we gotta warm them up first a little bit. Uh, let's yes, jump sir. into these X's and O's. Now, Trav. You an old age guy, so this game hits a little bit different for us. Yesterday, the Spartans took on the 11-14 Buckeyes and handled business like expected. Let's keep it a bean. We were supposed to win this game. And if I'm being completely honest, we should have beat them by more than what we did. Yet, dominating the Buckeyes by 21 points. Now, pardon me for laughing, but I find it a little bit funny because David Lighty, who was also a good friend of mine um, and a member of the Carmen's crew, happened to write me a message stating, we at y'all head today. <laughs> and and, and, and Trav and Mo, so, sometimes it's best not to go back and forth, especially with friends. But this is not one of those times. I, I got to talk my shit a little bit. Don't don't get me wrong. They have some talented guys. But D-Lighty, you and I both know there are some key factors when you're talking about a great team. Talent, discipline, experience, 
and you need a little bit of luck. Unfortunately, you guys maintain one of those key factors, <laughs> making you guys more suspect than Fletcher, Fletcher Cox outfit last night. Dave, you my guy. But don't you ever make that statement when your team can't even score over a half a ticket. I would say carry on like Kendrick Perkins, but since y'all so suspect, man, just get the hell out the way. Uh, Trav, what did you take away from yesterday's dominant performance by the Spartans? Nah, man, like we talked about, we spoke about this was a must win. We need to go in there. We need to secure the win as we're pushing forward and gaining some momentum heading into the Big Ten tournament. So I thought we came out. We did exactly what we were supposed to do. The first half, we put a print on the game. And like any home team, right, Ohio State, they made their run in the second half. So a couple of things I wanted to speak about because I thought Joey Hauser, it was a Joey Hauser night last night, and he had a great game, right? Every time Ohio State made a run, he made a big play for us. Right, but there was a couple key points, I thought, inside that game in the second half, Ohio State. It was 10 minutes and 30 seconds in the game, identical. And the score was 41 to 35. And we've been running this action that i actually been really loving. It's been a single wide pin down. We ran it at the start of the game for Joey Hauser. And we ran it in the second half for Tyson. Tyson came up with two clutch shots. It was 41-35. He hit two big shots and it took it to 10. And from that, we took over and we kind of just rolled it out. But I thought we had a great performance. We did exactly what we were supposed to do, like I just said. And we have to win the must-win games. And this was a must-win game. And obviously, being from Ohio, this is a big game for us, right? Because we're both from Ohio. But we need to continue to push and, and get this momentum headed to this Big Ten tournament. Mo, same, same thing goes for you, man. Hey, what do you think the Spartans need to do um, to try to just keep this momentum going and, and, and start playing some of that March basketball that we're used to seeing? Well, and I think, I mean, that's a heck of a point. Well, first of all, the way you started this off, when you go back to Ohio, make sure you take me because they're going to try to do something to you. So we, you got to have your people with you. Because <laughs> they're going to try to come at you, baby. So I can't let them do nothing to my little brother. So I want to get that no, out there. Sure. But I, I think the difference with, with Michigan State, and, and yet, of course we want to win Big Ten championships, but the key is just getting ready. For the for, for the for the final four run, okay, yeah, for sure we want to win a Big Ten, but we we got those, and we ain't having no parade for them anymore. The whole focus is just to get yourself going and work out the kinks so we can make a hell of a run in March. And you just talked about Trav, you guys hit on Joey Hauser. he's the key, he's the X factor. You know, we got really good guard play. Uh, we got you know two or three Jay Nackins and um, you know. Walker and AJ Hogar, you got you got some guys that can go get it, that can make some plays off the bounce. When Joey Hauser stretching the floor, knocking those shots down every now and then, getting in there, a post move here or there, he's gonna be the X factor. When he play good, more times than not, we probably gonna win those games. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm very very satisfied with our guard play. I just think if Joey uh, come to play and embrace that role and and being that guy. Um, that could just help uh, make us a much better team. But the key is getting ready for the tournament. That's the key.
The best play of the game, though, the best play was the end of the game. It was like 20 seconds to go, 30 seconds. <laughs> and Coach put in the players. He has Coach uh, Steven Izzo. Steven drives line. He goes for a reverse, and they beat his shit. And it goes out of bounds. <laughs> and Coach is the, 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 the bitch is standing up. You know, everybody excited. Classic Izzo, he goes down the bitch and he yells at the guys. But I'm just dying laughing because I'm like, yo, Steve-O, I love that. You got in the game and you tried to get a bucket. You tried to get a bucket. Oh, and had got, to. Had, it's it only got right. Killed. He went for Oh, he went for it. Had to. Hey, hey, man, oh, when you man. got your guys on the sideline gassing you up like that, you, you got to go for it. And, and I mean, to, kudos to, to Steve, man. He he went for it, and it just, you know, it, it didn't happen for him. But uh, I want to I wanna bring something to light, and I think it was our defensive effort this game. Um, Ohio, Ohio State shot 28% um, uh, from the field, shot 20 from three and 50% from the free throw line. I think if we can maintain that defensive effort, um, I think we got a great shot, man, come, come March. Um, these guys are starting to put it together. We started off a little bit slow on the offensive end, but as long as we can chip away at it, um, especially defensively, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, and the further what you said, Ray, like they had 11 points in the first half until they hit a three-pointer with like five seconds to go. They had 14 points. And since the ball, their leading score, right, he was three for 14 from the field and one for seven from the three-point water off. Right? AJ did a great job. And like you said, we we are when we are locked in and we can defend because we have great guard defensive players when they're really locked in. Our biggest issue, and if we can control this, is defending the post like that big player. So if we can kind of get a collective effort from everybody of defending the post and getting our digs and stuff like that down packed, we'll be really good and take another jump. But kind of like Mo said, as we're heading into the tournament, every possession matters. So we have to maximize all these possessions and our defensive effort if we can carry over how we played last night and continue to push forward, we're looking real good, real good. They are. And and, and think about this, too, because, I mean, both of y'all went to the Final Four. I mean, to make a deep run in a tournament, you're going to probably have a couple ugly games. Yep. And you might not be making shots. But at the end of the day, that, that old Spartan mentality, you ain't making none either. All right? If I ain't making none, you ain't making none either. So we had dirty this game up. And, and and let the toughest team win. So they'll have a couple of them games. So hopefully they – I mean, they can get going on offense, but don't rely on that. Yep. Effort. No, Defense no. is effort, man. Effort and, and, and pride, you know. So rely on that and then let that be your calling card. When the offense is rolling, that just make it even better. Right. Uh, let's jump into the scouting report. The day after Valentine's Day, we take on Minnesota, who has an overall record of 7-15 and sit comfortably in last place. Uh, with a 1-12 Big Ten record, um, they have lost their last eight games. Um, now, they have a three-headed monster 
in Garcia, Battle, and Cooper. But they only average around 61 points per game while shooting 41 from the field, 30 from the three, and 60 from the strike. Not great numbers, but not numbers worthy of a 1-12 record either. Um, I want to ask you guys, what do we need to do? Better yet, what can't we afford to do? Because I think we can only beat ourselves. Mo, uh, let's start off with you um, for this game. Yep. Uh, First of all, I hit him in the mouth. You know, can't allow him to hang around and gain confidence as the game uh, goes on. You got to jump on him right away. And in our mentality, man, like like we talked a little bit about early, man, is, is fine-tuning everything to get ready for this run in, in March, March Madness. So hit him in the mouth early. Don't let him gain confidence because, like you said, they got, they got a three-headed monster. This is the Big Ten, you know, and in, in these times of the year, you can get snuck. So they're going to have to come in and hit first and, and, and jump on their head and then and, and, and take care of business. But if you let them hang around, you can be in a dogfight and then, you know, towards the end of the game, now the pressure becomes on – the pressure is on you and anything can happen. So I say hit first and don't let them hang around. Yeah, just piggybacking off of Mo, I, I agree. This is a must win. We can't lose and we should not lose, right? Like – the, the, the problem with this game, my only fear is that they're on an eight-game losing streak and we play scum next, right? And whenever we play in a rival game with that magnitude, and it's always throw the records out when we're talking about Michigan, you're looking ahead to that game. So with Minnesota not having a great year, they're not a good team right now. One in 12 in the Big Ten is at home. We just got to win the game. If it's ugly, if it's great, we need to win the game. And as we all know, because we've been in these shoes, these are the toughest games because Coach Izzo is going to be on 12. Right? (laughs) Every little thing he's going to be pointing out. And as a player, right, sometimes you like, yo, chill. Right? Like, but he knows if I let you guys slip right now, it's going to cost us the next game. I don't have to get you guys up for the next game. Like, you at Michigan State, baby, we know what the next game is. I have to put all my eggs in the basket for this game because we cannot lose it. So, whatever we need to do, we just need to win, period. Just win the game. And... That's my big thing. If I was in the locker room, if I spoke to the team, I would go, fellas, let's win. I don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what the hell they're going to play like. They're on that eight-game losing streak. They may come out hot, but we got to win the game. got to find a way to win. So that's the message. Win the game. Win the game. I think you I think you definitely touched all on, on, on some good points, man. I, I just think we got to – uh, control the pace, and also we can't turn over the ball. It seems like in that Ohio State game, we got a little sloppy at times, um, and I feel like we we tend to play at the level of our competition. Uh, we cannot do that. Um, we gotta we gotta stay up here, elevate our game, and just beat the shit out of these motherfuckers, man. 
Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be um, us versus the world in a couple of months. And, and we have to set a tone and have, to, and have to tell people who we are. And I think this is the perfect game um, to, to, you know, to, to make that statement. Um, Minnesota, of course, we all know they're not a great team. Um, they might have probably threw in the towel at this point in the season. So why not beat the hell out of them and, and really make them throw in the towel and show, show everybody and, and make this a statement game for us? Uh, Great. Moving on. Man, this, this is what we all been waiting for, man. Getting to the meat and the potatoes, man. Word on campus. Now, Mo. What's up? You were selected number 14 overall by the Detroit Pistons. But bounced around the league, and one of your stops happened to be in Cleveland during LeBron's rookie season. Given the fact that he is now the new all-time leading scorer, what was it like witnessing greatness even at such a young age? Oh, man. You know what? First of all, watching him uh, get that record just brought a lot of joy to my heart because and, and it's a learning lesson in that for all kids or all whoever want to play sports, that wasn't his goal. He wanted his, his, his main goal was just to be effective, just to be a great player. It wasn't to go out and win these awards or win these scoring titles. And I mean, the, the crazy thing about it, he's probably one of the best passers we've ever seen. And to win the scoring title, that's amazing. But so for me, it just felt good to, to watch him. Uh, and first of all, I had a few assists to, to go with that. So, yeah, I'm feeling good about myself. But, um, you know, it, it just brought a lot of joy to my heart to see him. Because I remember, you know, when he first came in the league, man, and he had all this hype behind him. I mean, they really – the world was setting him up for uh, to fail Damn, with all the real. expectations – uh, but he, man, he met them and then surpassed them. You know, that too is the real deal. And I remember, you know, um, you know, as a young buck, I'm like King James. Like, I ain't calling no 18-year-old king, you know. I just, just the, the dog in me ain't going to allow me to do it. Boy, when I seen this cat. King James it was. <laughs> he he was different. I, I actually gave him a nickname and called him Heaven Sit. I said, God, man, put his hand on you. I, I don't care if people work, try to work hard, they're not going to grow like that. I don't care if they, whatever you try to do, it ain't going to end up like that. Like you that. know, so I just think God handpicked him, man, and, to go out and do what he's doing. But it was great to see. And, you know, my old teammate, so young buck, it's good to see him do his thing, man, and continue to play the game the right way, continue to make everybody around him better. So I'm glad he got his kudos. But that, that boy, when he came in as an 18-year-old, man, he, he was different. He, he was definitely different, and he's showing the world uh, how great he is And because they actually set him up for, for, for failure, but he surpassed all those expectations. Nah, man, he right, Mo. But the word on campus is what I've been waiting for. I want to give my big bro his flowers. Right. You feel me? Like, the reason I came to MSU, you are the reason. Yeah, oh, you're gonna make me cry, man. Come on, for man. me, you know, for me, right? Um, and I told uh, Ray Martis and anybody that knows me, right? 
uh, I'm a two feet in guy, right? I'm a two feet in guy. So when I was coming up, I'm from Ohio. It was Scooty Penn, Michael oh, Red, like 1999. Cold. They, they made was cold. You it feel me? Tough. So to be honest with you, I had no thought of Michigan State, like never crossing my mind. It was, I wanted to be a Buckeye, right? <laughs> so I wanted to be Scooty Penn. I was rocking the dad Ohio State had around. So if you was on my AAU team, everyone thought Travis is going to Ohio State. Like that was where I was going to go. And during my recruiting process, I had a couple visits lined up. My first visit, I went to Marquette. And I went there and I was like, this, this ain't my flavor. Like it's, it's just different. It was Coach Crane was the head coach. Um, they had just came off that Final Four with D-Wade and all those guys. So they had some momentum, but they were losing a lot of guys. And I probably would have had a bigger role early, but I was like, ah, it's not my flavor. But I didn't know. Then my second visit was Michigan State. And I went to Michigan State. And I will never forget when I walked in the fucking gym, dog. I walk in the gym and I seen this dude with a cut off football, like a little tape top. And I'm hearing this dude talk. And I'm like, yo, that's Mo Cleese. Mo Cleese. And I remember, bro, I was a junior in high school and you came over to me and it wasn't the handshake. It was a hug and it was an embrace. And where I come from and the people I'm around, it's, you can feel it. It's the energy. You feel me? And it was the energy you gave me that day that still is the same energy till today. You feel me? And it was pure love. So when I talked to Ray and me and Ray talked about this, I said the first person we're going to interview is Mo Cleave, the GOAT. <laughs> Magic Johnson, the world knows Magic. And Magic Johnson is, an, is amazing, right? Let's, it's Magic. Yes. But the Spartan Dog GOAT, it's Mo Cleese, my team Cleese. <laughs> and there ain't nothing nobody else can say. And when you talk about love, brotherhood, heart, every part of winning, it stems from you. It stems from you. And the example and the standards you set when you were there, but also when you left, because you would come back. And you would come back, man. And for all of us, when you would come back, it wasn't Hollywood, dog. I remember going to Flint with my baby, with my, with my bro, Queese. And you had this seven, my first car. So my first car, right? My first car, when I got some money, was a 750, right? L.I. BMW. Come on, I man. Seen no, Mo, I please. No, real talk. Look, I seen Mo. I what's the street? I the forgot the street in Flint. You was driving down the street one time. It was night, and you was in your 745 BMW white. <laughs> and I was like, and Mo was hanging out the car. He was like, wow. And I was like, dog. 
I'm going to get one of those. Got to have one of those. I got to have one of those. And it's crazy because I look at it, Mo, bro, and I promise me, you know how much I love you, dog. But I, I wanted to make sure that when this moment came, like I was going to give you flowers on flowers on flowers. You feel me? Because you are the GOAT. You are the big dog. You are big bro. And it was amazing, Bray. I was looking something up. And me and you both were a part of in 2007 when Mo got his jersey retired. And that was a special moment for all of us, right? Because again, we were like, we were a part of Mo Clee's jersey retirement. And it was so much bigger. It was so much bigger. And it was. So, Donk. It's so amazing to have you on with me and Ray doing it for you to be the first to bless us with your presence. You know what I'm saying? Because you will goat, my dog, and you will real, real do. You know what I'm saying? And it's pure. I got tears in my eyes because it's pure love. And it ain't never been a second of doubt that I have ever questioned your love and how much you care for not only me, but anybody that came through Spartan Dog Nation. You feel me? So I love you, big bro. That's my word on campus. Before we talk about anything else, I just wanted to salute you, flower, hug you, you know what I'm saying? Everything I can do to give you maximum love, baby. I love you, dog. Man, thank you. you. I, and I mean, just hearing them words, man, Trav, it just, it mean the world to me, you know, coming from you and Ray, man. Y'all boys, man, you know, I, as a big brother, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of y'all and what y'all been able to accomplish. And, and you know, man, once you once you sign on with us, man, it's blood in, blood out. And like you talk about, it's, it's real. You know what I mean? It's it's real, man. We we, we we ride for each other at Michigan State. And I take, I take pride in that. You know, when I went to Michigan State, it was a little different, man. And that's something I wanted to change was that just the, the mentality uh, as far as winning. Uh, I wanted to change the culture. You know, we, 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 we're a little different here. I want to change the swagger at Michigan State. And, 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 and when you guys are being recruited, I'm like, hell no, nah, we can't lose them. You know, we got to keep them. That's those are the dogs that we need in this program. I'm telling you, man. I, so I never, I remember that moment, Trav, and I had heard so much about you. And they was like, man, this kid, he's tough. He's this and that. And when I said, oh yeah, he a dog. You know the way you talk, the way you walk, everything about you, man. I, I was impressed with that. And. Um, even Ray coming in with all, I mean, how versatile he was and highly talented he was coming through the door, man. I I remember those days like yesterday. So y'all know how I get down. It's blood in, blood out. It's family, and that's just real. That's raw, and and that's how we gonna ride it on out to the casket drop. Yes, sir. For sure. For sure. Now, it's, Mo, it's crazy, I, Ray, because right. No, it's crazy no, because when we when when you were recruited, it's, it's just amazing how this stuff comes full circle. And like I said, when I was recruited, it was the most because you were there, right? Shannon Brown and Maurice Aker, they were all there, but you were the one that was like, yo, that's that's why I'm coming here. I ain't playing with this dude, but if if I could be, if I could live up to this and be the leader and all that, we're gonna be good. And I remember Ray coming and he in. Did. And and Ray was a Ray was a recruit. And I told Ray, I said, Ray, dog, this is an Ohio thing, baby. We're going to come to Michigan. We're going to bring this Ohio flavor here, baby. Like, and we're going to be brothers. And we're going to be brothers for life. 
You feel me? So when you choose to come here, we we locked. And Ray That's been right. my brother for life in his wedding. Like, like, but we talked about this before you came. And I said, Ray, and again, all this stuff, all this heartless love, this, this, this family is you, right, Mo? And it was me pushing it to Ray. Like, Ray, you come here, dog. This is going to be, this is brotherhood, dog. It's bigger than basketball. So it's just amazing how we all have connected to be here. And let me say this real quick, because I know we got to move on. But, man, another moment for me was Draymond's wedding. Ah, man. That was like, I mean, every star you could imagine was there. And then I'm sitting in the crowd looking at my little brothers come down the aisle, you know, swagged out, looking good. They set it out. You know what I mean? That was amazing. That's the best shit I ever been to in my life. Like that, that was amazing. So I'm just sitting back like, look at us. But we supposed to be here. We supposed to be a part of stuff like this. Cause, cause, cause we land like that. So I just wanted to get that in there because that was a good moment for me looking at all y'all, man, and y'all element. That was beautiful, man. Yes, sir. For sure, man. Appreciate it. Man, I got to piggyback off what Trav said. I I don't think he could have said it any better, man. It's always been love, Mo. And you know forever, man, forever in a day, uh, man, you always big bro, and it's always love on this side, man. Don't ever think or doubt it. Um, coming from I never uh, coming from me or a tribe, man. It's it's always mm-hmm. love, and you forever gonna get that respect from us. But Mo, I, I got a two part question y'all. for you. Okay, tell tell the viewers what your fondest Michigan State memory is, and which accolade are you most proud of? Oh, man, that's a that's a great question. I would probably say, hmm, I mean. The biggest one is just winning the national championship. That's the finest thing. Because it's a team thing. You know, it ain't just me. It's all about the team. It's all about the family. Um, so I, I would say that the team thing. But something that, something that probably stick out to me the most was probably, I would say, playing against Purdue my sophomore season. And this is, this is the game that got the ball rolling. Purdue was ranked uh, fifth in the country. And uh, we wasn't nothing, man. We wasn't even predicted to do anything in the Big Ten. They was fifth in the country. We had, we lost to U of D. We lost to UIC. Um, and we went, we was in a dog fight with Gonzaga back then. And Gonzaga wasn't Gonzaga it is now. Like, they wasn't, they was like a real mid-major. So it was tight. You know, Izzo job was on the line. It, it, it was tight. And uh, we went down to Purdue on the road and popped them. We, we beat Purdue and never looked back. You know, we've been rock, we've been rolling ever since, but his job was in jeopardy. Um, so that that game right there, I had, I think I had like 25 and 8. So I had a hell of a game. But yeah, but that was the game that kind of let, let everybody know it was a national televised game. It's like, oh, it's a different Michigan State this year. And, and that all American point guard that they recruited. Okay, this is him. Okay, I am him. You know that was my statement to everybody that my back is back. I'm good. My back is back healthy. Here I come. But that that game when we beat Purdue, that was got that's that's what got everything started. Yeah, Mo, and, and with us playing Michigan, you broke the record against Michigan for assists in a game at twenty. And also in that game, you broke the single 
uh, the the um, assist record for the conference. Yeah. How was that going against uh, Michigan and running the score up, throwing the lob, right, running down the court like because all these things like this week, next week, this will be flashing across the screen through the offices every single day. And whenever we played Michigan, right, you were front and center always, right? Those, that game, the plays you were making. Um, and I think I heard you tell a story one time. I'm not sure you can correct me if I'm wrong. Or C. Bell told me, is the, did Charlie Bell get the 20th assist? Uh, you know what? I think I it was Steve Cherry. Was it Steve Cherry? Uh, Charlie had a hell of a game. Charlie wasn't. Okay. He seemed okay. like he couldn't miss a shot that game. Okay, he couldn't miss a shot. Okay, he was high. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He he led us to score in that game. He had a hell of a game. But like to your point, Trav, that was a that was a a, a moment I'll never forget as well. It was senior day. You know, it was yeah. my oh, last yeah. game at the Breslin Center, playing against Michigan, um, and you know, breaking that assist record, which which is cool, but you know, I don't be tripping on the, the individual stuff. But just to just to hand Michigan that that L in the way we did it in fashion. I, I never forget that, man. I was emotional that game because it was my last game at the Breslin. So, I I mean, I came down and I cried at um, – when we was eating breakfast, I cried. Uh, and when I first got in the locker room, I cried, you know, when they introduced us for the seniors, you know. I, it was emotional. But to, to get at Michigan like that, that was kind of cool because when I got to Michigan State – we, my freshman year, they was embarrassing us. They was, I'm talking, they throw alley-oop ducks to each other. They sure now ducking, you know, hanging on the rim, talking trash. And, yeah, so the stuff like that I never forgot, you know. And, and, and I was thinking in my head, it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, That's you know. Sure. And, and I kept telling everybody the whole game, don't let up, don't let up, don't let up. No, I don't care about the score. We ain't playing the score. You know what I mean? We 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 finna go out in fashion, and we can send in a message to everybody else around the country that we gonna win a national championship. And after that game, you know, we won the Big Ten championship, and I spoke. And I told everybody in that arena, no, we will win a national championship. And you know, we went on and handled that business, but that was something special to, to to play like that and have that game, my last home game, and it was against Michigan. Yeah, that was that was incredible. What what would be Going into this Michigan game, what would be something you would like tell the guys heading into Michigan? It's a big game. It was a good game last time we played, Ray. You was at that game, right? It was a it was yeah. a good game. So it's going to be a good game. What would be some things that you would tell our guys, especially with Hunter Dickinson, right? We we have to defend him and defend him good. What would be some things you would you would tell our guys that they need to lock in and do? Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, and you know, and I know, and, and Ray, we all know this. Ain't no love for the other side. Ain't no love. We got to have this one. And Trav, you talked a little bit about earlier saying just beat Minnesota. This is a game you got to win. Gotta you got to win this game by any means. It ain't got to be in fashion, but you got to win this game. And and Hunter Dickinson, he talk a lot of trash. Be physical with him. Make him stand on all that stuff he talk about. You know, you got to be physical with him. But I think if we can cut his water off, because they like to run a lot through him, um, then, then we got a great chance of winning that game. But at the end of the day, man, it's a rivalry game. It's Michigan, Michigan State. We 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 we, we got to have this one. But at the end of the day, when you go into it, ain't no love for the other side. They don't like us. We don't like them. It is what it is. 
But when they throw that ball up, baby, at the end of that game, man, we 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 better be walking off that court having more points than Michigan have, because sure. this stuff that you'll carry for the rest of your life, you know. But yeah, we got to have it. Um. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, we got a chance to shout out Iz for his birthday, and knowing the dynamic between you and Coach. How has coach inspired you throughout your career and most importantly, your life? Yeah, that's my dog. You know, Coach Izzo, that's my dog, man. He uh, And I was blessed uh, to have great parents, first of all. I had a hell of a father that raised me how to, and taught me how to be a man first. My mother, same thing. You know, they instilled some things in me that definitely helped me when I got to Michigan State. I was already probably a little advanced on a lot of different things from my upbringing uh, with, my, with my parents. But um, Izzo, you know, he, he was he was a different a lot of people see Izzo now, he was a different coach for me because he was just starting. He was learning um how to become the great coach that he is now. And I thought we were we were great for each other because we kinda we learned things from each other. Um but he, he taught me a lot, man. He taught me a lot. The thing I really love about it, because I was a I was a great leader coming in, but he put so much emphasis on leadership and making everybody around you better. And 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 that's one thing that I, I hold on to this day. I never forget I, I my sophomore year when I got healthy, I was all American. We won the Big 10. You know, I was Big 10 player of the year. It was a lot of I I I I stuff. And then we played against North Carolina who was probably the best team of the year. They should have won it that year. They had uh, Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson. We played them in the Sweet 16 and they were double teaming me doing a lot of stuff to get the ball out of my hands and I was frustrated after the game and I was, you know, felt like we didn't play good and some other guy, I felt they was nervous and scared and didn't step up to the plate and he said, well, why can you get, how can you get mad at them guys when you walk by their dorm room every day you went to the gym to get better and you didn't take nobody else? Mm. I said, huh? Mm. Okay. He ain't never had to tell me that again. He never had to tell me that again. So I just think like I was I was a really good leader coming in, but Coach Izzo put such an emphasis on it. I think he definitely helped me take my leadership to a whole nother level. That's that's dope. And the last thing, well, not the last thing, but one thing I wanted to go back and touch on because we didn't always talk about this. I remember you coming giving our speeches or telling Smiths, and it was always about those dog fights. Let's get in here. Let's make it ugly. Let's be physical. And I know that that had to be something coming from you, Tone Smith, you know, the Charlie Bells, like all the um, all the guys that were physical and like tough mentally. So going into that Michigan game, we number one and number two and rebounded. So it's going to get physical. With that being said, do you tell our guys, would you tell a player, yo, what the first or second possession, we finna just hit the hit the shit out of somebody. And we gonna set the tone without them setting the tone first. No, or would you go, nah, let's just keep a consistent pace of just physical play the entire game? Or would you go, let's send a message? Because I know I would be like, let's go send a message. Let's go send a message right now. One hundred percent, and you know, and oh, yeah, and that don't mean just do nothing dirty, but you just talk yeah. about being physical for sure. Yep. Send a message, especially on the road, man. 
it's, we beat him the first time. We're going to be on the road. We got to set the tone. Hunter Dickinson, he feed off of emotion and the crowd and all that. We got to take that right out of it. And we got to come in and be physical and, and play Michigan State basketball. That's our calling card. You know, we defend, we rebound, we're physical. And a lot of teams can't hold up to that. And, I mean, we've had success uh, and, and throughout the years, even like when we didn't have teams with a lot of talent, just because we was dogs, man. So that's what we have to do. We got to go set the tone. Like you said, just being physical, ain't got to be nothing dirty, but bang some people around, you know, and and, 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 and come in and set that tone, especially because uh, it's the Michigan game and we own the road. For sure. Now, now, Mo, I, I got a couple more questions, man, and, and I'm going to be good on my side. Um, <laughs> I said earlier, um, you bounced around throughout your career, and you even got a chance to go across that pond, um, something that I'm very familiar with. Um, explain to the younger generation, um, because I, I don't think they have a general idea of what that's like, and a lot of these guys aren't going to be uh, that guy, and they're not going to make it to the NBA. So just just share with the youth um, your experiences overseas and and how how it was for you and, and what you got out of that. Um, oh, man, you know. I, I got a ton of, of life experiences from basketball. You know, I've been the best player on the team. I've been the 14th pick in the NBA draft. I've been a role player, and I've been the guy on the end of the bench. And I've gotten cut in training camps. I've played in the G League. I've played in Europe. But one thing I've, I've learned from all those experiences, I wore so many different hats. So now I can I can like relate to anybody. It's nothing you done went through in basketball that I haven't been through. I've been injured. I mean, it's so much stuff that I've been through in my life. And when I was going through it, I didn't quite understand it. But now I'm I'm be honest, I'm kind of glad I went through it because what that did for me, uh, brothers, it helped me to grow. It helped me to grow so much, man. And now I can relate to anybody that's going through anything in basketball because I've been there, all right? And one thing you have to do when you're going through those situations, and one thing I never wavered on was my swagger. I never wavered on my confidence because I never let the situation dictate who I am, okay? Okay, I'm not playing. All right, that's just the situation. But I'm still me. Okay, and I carry myself like that. Even being on that Sacramento team, man, we got we got robbed that year too. Uh, the Lakers, Robert Ory hit that shot, but they yeah. that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't play on that team. I didn't play that much, but I was one of the leaders on the team. I was one of the most res- most respected guys on that team because. Mike Bibby, Bobby Jackson, they knew how good I was. Chris Webber, they knew Jim Jackson. These guys knew how good I was because we went out every day in practice. But I played my role because I was such about I was I was about winning. But to your point, man, going overseas, man, listen, you got to really be about this basketball stuff. That's and it ain't always going to be convenient for you. We highlight the LeBron James, the Kevin Durant, the Michael Jordan, the Kobe's, Larry Burns, all these great players. But what about that person that you damn near you got to rent because you don't know where you're going to be. 
You know, you 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 don't know where you're gonna be. You don't know what country you're gonna be in, what team you're gonna be on. But hey, that's a part of it. If you fall in love with it, you gotta love the whole part of it. You can't just marry. When you get married, it's hey, to death do us part. This is the good or the bad. So you can't just oh the the, the fame and the everybody know me and on TV and no 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 no. You got to deal with that part too when you go overseas, when you get cut, when you the uncertainty. You got to embrace that as well. So for me, it just, it just, I think it helped me grow, not only as a basketball player, but it helped me grow as a person. All right, Mo. So, so I know you gotta, you gotta get up out of here. But last question: Tell me your tournament prediction. I think they got us in a lot of bracketology at it coming in eighth seeded. Um, what do you think uh, we can do if we get that eighth seed or or whatever seed we get? What do you think? Um, which is our calling card in March? What What do you think we're gonna do? Man, you know, that's that's Izzo time. You know, that that's when he become the mad chemist. And, you know, giving him a couple of days to prepare for a team, that's almost too much time. I know a lot of other teams, they struggle with not having so much time. But Coach Izzo been through this for years, man. Great. And Great. He, you know, y'all seen he come down with bags under his eyes, ain't been to sleep, the whole coaching <laughs> staff. So um, I'm, I'm thinking Final Four because they, they, they got it. All you got to do is get on a roll. You know, that's it. You know, you get you win a game or two and you get on a roll, they can go to the Final Four because they got good guard play. I like to lean on guard play in the tournament. If you got good guards, man, you got a chance to win. And we got some playmakers uh, as guards. And then you got Coach Izzo. Like, you know, back in the day, you got – Krzyzewski and you got um, Behind and you got all these great coaches that's on the sideline. That was like a perk for you. Well, now that perk works in our favor as well. So whenever you got Coach Izzo and then you got great guard play, uh, you got a chance to win. Now, I just need them to come out and beat them dogs that Trav was talking about a little earlier. If they come out and beat them dogs, they got a chance to make a deep run in the tournament. You don't have to be the best team. You just got to be the best team. You got you to be the best team that day. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's been another episode of About Sparta. Thank you, Mo, for joining us today, man. We had a oh. great time. Uh, and we will see you soon. Yes, sir, man. I'll see y'all at the top, man. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thanks for having me, baby. Y'all got me anytime. Yes, sir. Love you, Mo. Appreciate you, big for bro. Sure. Love. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.